Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is England is Burning for November 24, 2021. It is the day before tomorrow. It is the day before Thanksgiving. It is absolute total chaos. Uh, if you are celebrating Thanksgiving in the in uh, the U.S. today and so forth, everyone moving about, people working, not working, who knows? Um, people getting prepared for Black Friday, getting prepared for whatever they get prepared for. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody if you're watching or listening to this on the holiday weekend. First off, I want to remind you, please like, please subscribe, please share. Simple. Like, subscribe, share. Let's repeat. Like, subscribe, share. Yeah, let's do it. All right, this is your Arsenal Women Weekly feature for this week. Uh, we got one b big game to talk about, uh, and then we're going to be kind of looking a little bit ahead, but I'm letting you know, I'm letting you all know that next week we're going to do a special show going to the FA Cup final. The This is the wraparound FA Cup final, 2021 final for the FA Cup between Arsenal and Chelsea. I'm going to try to bring Rob and Josh together in the same place, same time again to talk about that. There's so many major storylines in that particular match that, that we need to kind of walk ourselves through uh, going into that. But let's talk about last weekend. Josh, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me as always. How have you been, man? How you been? How does it feel to be an Arsenal fan? Yeah, no, look, it feels good, obviously, at the minute. Um, we obviously want to talk about Sunday, but mm -hmm. uh, as we uh, sort of, obviously, if, if people tuned in last week, they would have known that, obviously, I wasn't too sure about what was what to expect going into, yeah. you know, the Manchester United game. I thought maybe it was going to be a carbon copy of Spurs, the way that it, pl it panned out. Uh, thankfully, it didn't, but, yeah, you know, it feels good, top of the table. Uh, got an FA Cup final to come in, come into after this international break. So, uh, yeah, those exciting times at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the only you know downside that has been the is the big downside of not having Lee Williamson available uh, yeah. due to injury uh, for a significant amount of time. But we we talked about last week. There's depth in the squad. Um, you know, and so there, there's not a massive fall off uh, uh, as there would be if it, it was on a similar, a different, similar situation with a different squads um, out there. I mean, you look at Manchester City; they can't rotate people on the back line because they have so many injuries. Um, so it's not like that situation. But, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just got done recording with Mark, and uh, you know, if you want to watch the Manchester United weekly feature, please do so. Great stuff that Mark was talking about in relation, particularly to this Arsenal match um, as well. But um, but I remember you and I talked about that you were concerned. Um, you were generally mm -hmm. concerned about how this match was going to go. Um, that there, that essentially, as I mentioned to Mark, that you know uh, that there was a roadmap here on how you could, I guess, neutralize Arsenal. You know, yeah, uh, or at least try to neutralize them. And and that was purely by being more, you know, a lot of pressing, a lot of physicality, getting really stuck in, and so forth. And one of the comments that Mark made, um, and, and please go watch that, y'all, if, if you want want to see it in more detail. But one of the comments that Mark made was, "United squad is not built to do that." Mm. Um, and, and I'm like, I'm not sure I agree, but I understand where he's coming from. So this ended up, as y'all know, this ended up as an Arsenal two two nil win. Uh, it was pretty tight halftime. It went to halftime nil nil, um, and so forth. But then, you know, in the second half, Arsenal kind of asserted themselves in that second half moving forward. Jordan Nobbs coming in, uh, I think, was a really key substitute. But what was yeah. your reaction to this? You, as you mentioned, this it didn't turn out the way you had expected, but it maybe turned out the way you hoped. Yeah, I mean. I sort of disagree as well. 
I mean, Mark's a Manchester United supporter, so look, he'll know the team better than you and I. But mm-hmm. um, I think that Manchester United can certainly ruffle a few feathers. I think that's exactly what they did last season at Leeds Sports Village. But mm-hmm. then again, this is a completely different Arsenal side. It's a completely different approach. Um, they obviously Joe Montemurro and uh, and Jonas Edvidal. Uh, so yeah, look, I mean, I thought Arsenal were very very good on Sunday. Uh, it did surprise me just sort of how comfortable they were, and mm-hmm. but you know there was always that. I wouldn't say panic. I think that's the wrong word, but there was always that just little bit in your your heart. Do you thinking, you know, when you watched Arsenal dominate Tottenham the previous week and hit the hit the bar and then hit the post and yeah. then obviously Spurs took the one the lead. And you thought uh, this is going to be a carbon copy again. Arsenal had so many early chances in the game, you know, mm-hmm. to go ahead, but Mary Earps was just. The usual against Arsenal. She always has a worldly against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, you know, Manchester United defended very well, I thought. I, I thought they were really compact. I thought they were very solid. Um, but I thought Arsenal, again, were quite wasteful, on, like they were against Tottenham. But, um, yeah, no, I thought Arsenal put in a really, really good performance. It was a really, really comfortable victory. And that's something that I personally didn't expect, to be honest. Um, I thought mm-hmm. Manchester United would make them work a little bit more for it, but I think it shows you just how much Arsenal have improved as a unit, um, as a team under Jonas compared to last season. Um, and if that game was last season, would Arsenal have won? I'm not really sure. I just think it's the whole different approach from Arsenal this season. You know, they're more direct, they're pressing better. Um, so yeah, look, it was a, it was a really comfortable win, and it was it was another good performance. But um, I was just more relieved, you know, to get um get the three points out of it, especially after the Spurs game, get back to winning ways and and then you can sort of go into the international break feeling, yeah, look, this is the, we're, we're in a great position. Um, and obviously, I don't want to disrespect any other teams because I'm not like that. But Arsenal have got a pretty nice run going into Christmas. So mm-hmm. um, I'm expecting Arsenal to be top at Christmas. So if, you know, the end of the year, top, top at Christmas, then... They've given themselves every chance in the world to go on and win the title. But, yeah, really, really impressed with somebody's performance. Thought it was good. Um, and it was just another one of those games that, you know, ticked off the list and job done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was job done. And I think it was, you know, it was an important, you know, important match to play. You know, looking at Arsenal starting 11 for the match, you know, um, I mean, Catley at the right back position, your center backs were Wuben Moy and uh, BT. And then on the left was uh, Noel Martz, uh, your midfield three trio there of Wati, which we had talked about last week, Kim Little yeah. uh, and Freda Manum. Um, and then you know, the front the front three, Beth Mead, Miedema, and um, McCabe. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously solid, you know, it's a solid lineup. I mean, it's oh, solid oh, yeah. lineup. Uh, you know, to go at, you know, to, to face this and yeah, early on and, and see what I was expecting and was, you know, if I were, you know, was expecting, and if I were, uh, you know, essentially, you know, if I were looking to see Arsenal lose this, I was expecting more, you know, a better pressing, more tighter pressing, more physical pressing. Remember the key number from last week was 22, which was the yeah. number of fouls at Tottenham. And again, I'm not choosing violence. I'm just saying <laughs> that, you know, I'm not choosing yeah. violence today. Um, but the key number in this was 12. United committed yeah. 12, only 12 fouls. And then they, they weren't, they didn't, 
you know, and I just felt like there was a little bit of a hesitation, a little bit of like, were they a yeah. little bit intimidated? They were a little bit worried about getting, getting stuck in with them. Tottenham didn't seem to be real afraid, um, you know, of that. And, and, you know, it did lead to several opportunities, but I will though say to your, to what you're saying though, is that, you know, United's defense, you know, held together in the first half. Um, there were, you know, multiple Arsenal opportunities, uh, yeah. and it almost seemed like a repeat with those opportunities that were blocked or off target, hitting the woodwork. They were from long range, you know, Mead was from 14 yards. I mean, Minima did have the, the blocked, uh, shot from six. I thought that was actually going to go in, um, yeah. uh, the header, you know, that Beth Mead had, that was saved. That was from 18 yards and then from 23, 23, 22, 11, you know, and seven. So not the greatest opportunities, but, you know, still you would expect, you'd expect something to go through. Again, I was really, I was dead on certain, you know, that um, Mita was going to get the back of the net on that in the seventh minute um, with that block shot, but it was blocked um, and so forth. So it was tight at zero, zero, but I felt like, yeah, Arsenal, you know, kind of controlled the momentum, they controlled the tempo, uh, which was, which is what Arsenal loved to do. Arsenal loved to control the tempo. They love control the pace of the game, which was opposite of what United did against City in the League Cup, where they dominated the tempo and dominated the pace and dominated, um, you know, most of the first half. And so it's zero, zero. How concerned were you though? How worried though? I mean, you know, in hindsight they ended up winning but how worried were you that it that despite Arsenal kind of controlling the match they were still zero zero um do you know what to be fair I haven't been too concerned this year when mm-hmm. it has been when it has been the little half time like I've been fairly confident but the only thing that really worried me was sort of those flashbacks to that Spurs game yeah and you're thinking yeah. that just the chances that Arsenal missed and Mary Earps turned into as always. I mean, if there's a player that is going to perform against Arsenal for Manchester United every single time, it's Mary Earps. And yeah, okay, she should have done better with the first goal for Viviana Miedema. Her positioning was poor. I absolutely get that. But honestly, she turns into an absolute spider against Arsenal, like eight arms and just makes saves from everywhere. And again, I thought she was brilliant on, on Sunday. I thought she made some great saves. Um, But yeah, look, to be fair, I, I'm I'm not that concerned when Arsenal are nil nil at half time anymore because Arsenal will always get a chance and they'll mm-hmm. always create chances. And when you've got Viviana Miedema up front, then I mean nine times out of ten she's going to take them. And with Beth Mead's form as well, so no, it was just a it was an efficient performance. And I actually thought Manchester United tried to go toe to toe with Arsenal. I don't think they were nasty. I don't think they were aggressive enough. And I think that played in the Arsenal's hand as well. I mean. I don't know what Mark said before me on the on the previous podcast, but um, I'll be sure to check him out. But yeah, look, I, I thought Manchester United were too nice. I thought they tried to play sort of what Arsenal play as well. I thought I think they tried to match them in terms of style of play, and I think yeah. that just completely ruined them to be honest. Because again, no disrespect to Manchester United right now, but Arsenal have better players. That's simple. Right. They, they've right. got a better quality of squad. Um, so, I thought that was a mistake from Mark Skinner tactically, um, and Mark Skinner came out and said, oh, "Okay, we need we need better players," and he does absolutely. But I think mm-hmm. ta- I think tactically he got it completely wrong on on Sunday with that style of play. I think when you watch Arsenal, and I mean it's I think the Arsenal have been more aggressive this season themselves, but 
Mm-hmm. I think if you looked at Arsenal from the previous two seasons, that if you get in Arsenal's face, if you rough them up a bit, if you're a bit nasty, they don't like it. So I think Manchester United tried to be too much like Arsenal on Sunday, if that makes sense. Um, and, that, and that ultimately cost them the game because they left so many gaps for Arsenal to attack. It was quite inevitable that, you know, a goal was eventually going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, and, and Mark, you know, Mark with the, you know, on the, in, you know, in the recording we just did, you know, he said that, you know, it was more of a personnel issue um, that, you know, you know, we couldn't, United could not play that physical and, and quote nasty in a, in a legal way, um, you, you know, because the personnel is not there, not having someone like Haley Ladd who's out there, um, you know, for United, you know, who, who does that type of thing and so forth, just not having the personnel, Jackie Gronin not available, um, yeah. you know, not having the players on the pitch. And then Skinner himself saying, I didn't have the players on the pitch either, basically yeah. saying With, that, you know, saying I need yeah. better players, um, you know, at, at, at the end of it. You know, and, and on paper, Arsenal is a better side, but you neutralize that. You know, you yeah. can neutralize. We've seen them neutralized. You know, to a point, and and that's the next step for Arsenal is being able to, to make it through types like that. But United, with better players than Tottenham, didn't do that. They tried, and I I totally agree. They that was like when I was watching this, I was like, no, no, that's not the roadmap. That's not the roadmap. You're not, you know, you're trying to play like Arsenal and you're going to get burned somewhere yeah. down the line because, and then United, again, credit, I think also credit goes to Arsenal and their defenses because United's passing was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were, they were atrocious, but also our, to Arsenal's credit, you know, they blocked a lot of the lanes that they expected United to use yeah. um, and, and so forth. Ella Toon was playing as a false nine. They, they isolated her, um, yeah. you know, it was just all those kind of things and so forth uh, that came together. But United was still in the match at zero, zero. Okay. You know, um, but I think it goes back to the things we we've repeated over and over, over in the show, Josh is the mentality with the squad mm-hmm. right now is different Then you don't get worried with zero, zero anymore. It's yeah. more like, yeah, we're good enough. We're going to get a goal somewhere. We're going to get a goal. Um, yeah. And that's what happened. Um, how important though, uh, did you agree with, Changing out little for knobs. Well, little obviously had an injury. Um, and, okay. You know, and, you okay. Know, and you know, little is uh, a key player. So, you know, Jonas said in his uh, post match conference that, you know, it would have meant that, you know, little, she said the, the injury isn't serious. Um, so that's good. Uh, obviously, going into the FA Cup final, and obviously, she doesn't play international football anymore. So um, she's got a few weeks to recover. So you know, that's obviously good, but Little came off with a little niggly injury, and <laughs> it would mean that she would have to warm up again, you know, to come back on. So mm-hmm. Arsenal were obviously dominating; they were they had the rhythm of the game, like it was fine. So they didn't want to sort of play down, you know, down the ten players to start the second half. So that's why he made the sub, bringing on Jordan Nobbs, and yeah, to be fair, it was sort of a. He didn't mean to do it, of course, because I don't think if Little wasn't injured that she wouldn't have came off. But I think it was sort of a an unprovoked masterstroke because I thought Jordan Nobbs I thought yeah, exactly. uh, I thought Jordan Nobbs was, was outstanding and um obviously with the England games coming up against Latvia or sorry, Austria and Latvia, I actually would love to see Jordan Nobbs start the games. I mean, I've said it so many times. I think Jordan Nobbs is one of the best players in the world and I think 
that she made a huge difference coming on 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 Sunday against Manchester United because she was you know she was the the crucial part of the build up play. Um, you know she can go deep, she can press, um, and and she she played the ball into those attacking lanes for Katie McCabe, for Beth Mead. So yeah, look, I I thought she was excellent. I thought she made the real difference to Arsenal's intensity, which was big. I thought Arsenal were good in the first half. Like, don't get me wrong. Beth Mead hit the crossbar and Erps made good saves. But I thought they could have, you know, played with that little bit more intensity, a bit more aggression. And I thought with knobs on the pitch that they, they certainly did do that. So, um, yeah, I think that she's, you know, sort of said, hey, Jonas, I can start the FA Cup final. And personally, I would start her in the FA Cup final. Um, but I'm not the manager, so I don't make those decisions. But... If I was look, looking ahead to the FA Cup final, I would love a knobs, if little, hopefully is fit, and, and Leo Valti, that would be my sort of preferred midfield. And I, I love Freedom Manham as well, so I think it would be harsh taking her out, but I just think knobs in those big games has that know-how, um, which I think is very, very important. So that's why I would start her in the FA Cup final. And I think that on, on Sunday uh, against Manchester United that she showed that yeah, look, I can still do it. Um, so I hope that she plays for England this week, comes out of them games unscathed. And um, I definitely think that she is the right player to play in that in that FA Cup final. I think she's been terrific when she's played this year. I mean, she's obviously been frustrated because Jordan Nobbs is, like I said, one of the best players in the world. And she probably hasn't played as much as she would like to this year. I mean, she's been on the bench for the majority of the season, which is obviously frustrating for a player, especially a player of her quality. But she certainly showed on Sunday that yeah, she's certainly more than capable of uh, you know making a difference in a game, which she did at the weekend. Absolutely, and and um, yeah, it, that particular whether or not it was provoked or not, you know, it, it, it appeared to be a total masterstroke substitution at that moment. Yeah. Um, and you know, and Arsenal came out with with the fire that we kind of expected them to in the second half. Um, yeah. I, I think. The, it seemed to me that what I saw from them in the first minute, uh, you know, leading up to Minima's goal, um, that yeah, it seemed to me the goal was coming, um, and so yeah. forth. So, I, I think that early goal made a huge difference in that second half. Yeah, so, yeah, describe that goal though, describe how great that goal was. Now, it's a great it strike, and um, obviously, from an Arsenal's perspective, I was absolutely delighted. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she carried Minima carried the ball so well. It's an unbelievable touch. It's an unbelievable carry, and the strike's a great strike. Yeah. But if I mark, uh, I would be very, very frustrated with the with the defender. I don't know how mm-hmm. how you don't close down a player like Viviana Miedema. Mm-hmm. And also, you have to look at Mary Earps as well because she was on the other side of her goal. The positioning was all wrong. It was it was a bizarre goal, really. Um, but yeah, like from an Arsenal perspective, it's. It's, you're delighted and it's a stroke of genius really because it is a great strike um, so yeah look really really important to get the goal at that moment um, like we say but football is sort of built on moments and mm-hmm. you know if that game had it gone on nil nil to the 70th minute you're thinking oh my days like this is going to end nil nil um, and it's just going to be one of those frustrating days because Manchester United have struggled at least Sports Village or sorry Arsenal have struggled at least Sports Village in the last two seasons um, that they've been there. I mean, I hate going there. Um, the very first season that you know Manchester United were in the WSL, 89th minute, Daniela van the dunk goal to win it. This last season, one 0 Manchester United, Ella Toon 
lost mm-hmm. the game. This season, I've never felt as comfortable ever, mm-hmm. at least towards Village. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, I've, again, like I, I'm not here to say Joe Montemurro. I liked him. I said last year I liked him. But I just think that Jonas has just really, really improved the squad. Not just that with the personnel, but with the mentality, like you've mentioned. Um, I think that that was a big, big thing because I've honestly... I've never felt as comfortable watching Arsenal at Lee Sports Village than I was on Sunday. I, I always thought that Arsenal were going to win the game. And that's why I was sort of worried to you last week. I thought, mm, Arsenal don't really like this place. And I think, I mean, it's a really bad excuse to say about about mm-hmm. what blames their tools. But I don't think Arsenal like the surface at Lee Sports Village. Because it's, I don't know, I don't really like it either. It just doesn't really seem to be a great pitch. And it doesn't allow Arsenal to play their football quick tempo passing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm always worried about going to there because of the pitch because I, I just don't like it but yeah I've never felt as comfortable at it than I was watching the game on, on Sunday and yeah look thankfully the result was, was a positive one yeah it certainly was a positive one um, obviously and then you know nine minutes later um, you know obvious penalty to me um, oh, yeah. that led you know uh, that led to McCabe converting a, you know converting a penalty that's an obvious penalty I think they probably could have scored on that if you know the player didn't come yeah. go down um on that one um and do you feel like at that point you know game sealed game set match yeah 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 um to be honest i did um i i don't think arsenal were ever going to see two goals never mind three goals uh to put it back to a draw i always thought i had two and that was game over i just thought arsenal would, would see it out professionally uh and get the job done and that's exactly what happened um but yeah, like you said, it is a stonewall penalty. Aoife Mannion, um, yeah, she was she was late. And for Lady Katie McCabe, by the way, I actually thought, I wasn't really sure who was going to take it um, without Kim Little on the pitch. Viviana Miedema has never taken a penalty for Arsenal. So I thought, okay, maybe this is your time. Um, mm-hmm. But no, Katie McCabe steps up, takes it. Great penalty as well. I mean, high into the net, despite Mary Earps going the wrong way. So yeah, yeah. Um, at 2-0, I always felt comfortable that, you know, Arsenal were going to see out the game like they have been all season. And the other good thing mentality-wise, though, and we've talked about this before, is even with a 2-0 two, with a win, lead in that win, but it ended up being 2-0 win, even with a 2-0 two two lead, you, Arsenal didn't stop playing no. their playing their game. They didn't change to become more defensive. They didn't try to no. get conservative. They just kept going and they even had better opportunities um as the game started to open up even more in their favor, you know, from a defensive side. Um you know, um, you know, some of the distances that they had, I know they didn't get another goal, but some of the distances they were in closer range, they had more space available to them. They had isolated yeah. close to tier um, you know, and so forth. So, um you know, I, I I always keep expecting Wuben Moy to just show up and get a goal just for, just for fun. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and, and so forth when she's out there. But you know, um, you know, it's like um, you know, in this four minutes later, Menem gets a goal, not a goal, but gets a shot off, and it was wavered from nineteen. Uh, Catley, you know, had a six yard header that went went wide. Um, you know, Wuben Moy had a shot that was blocked off target. You know, but they were from like twelve yards. Uh, and so forth. Um, United only really had really one, basically two solid chances after that. You know, Arsenal yeah. shut them down. Uh, Zellum had a, you know, save shot from 10 yards out, and then Russo came the closest. 
uh, with actually, know, yeah. I mean, I must say though, on that Selim shot, um, forgot about that. Actually, I think that shows you just oh, on Zinsberger this season how important mm-hmm. the cheese been as well. Because if that goes yep. in, then Arsenal panic, um, and you know get but rocked. Do they though, bit. Chad? Do you, do, do I they think so. Panic? Yeah, I, I think the panic. Yeah, I think the wow, panic okay. a, a, a little bit because uh-huh. that just ha- that happens in football because you know there's they they score. They're two one up, and I think there's a little period after that that Arsenal are thinking, mm-hmm. ah, right, okay, need to mm-hmm. sort of. It, it okay. takes you a little while to you know switch back on uh, once you can see. So I, see that. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that was a big big moment as well in the game that you know Zinsberger makes a save for their feet. Uh, I actually think Zellum should score, but um, yeah, it was really really good goalkeeping from Zinsberger. You know, quick off her line, she makes a save, and on Arsenal get it away, but. Overall, I thought that you know Jennifer Beatty and Lotta Women Moy were excellent. Uh, they stood firm, and again, Sunday was a game that I thought, ah, okay, this is a game that I think you know Leah Williamson's needed. Um, and this isn't biased because I think everybody in history knows my opinion on Leah Williamson. Yep, I just think yeah, the passing, true. I just yeah. think the I just think the passing range would have helped Arsenal a lot more on mm-hmm. Sunday because. Manchester United, you know, there was gaps there. And mm-hmm. Leah's passing range is, well, for me, the best in the WSL. But, um, and I just think that, you know, I was a bit worried with the more so with the build up play than, you know, actual defensively because Arsenal liked to build from the back, especially with Leah Williamson in the passing range. But I actually thought Leah Valdi, the, the, I actually thought the passing range from the weekend, like we said before, Leah Valdi's passing range, mm-hmm. it's excellent. I thought Lotta would have been Moy's passing range. And you you have the stats there, maybe, I don't know. But I was very, very impressed with how her build-up play worked out. I thought that was sort of a key feature to the game. Yeah, certainly was. Um, certainly was, certainly was. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, BT's, you know, uh, BT had an eighty-seven percent. Um, Jordan Knobs at eighty-four percent. Zinsberger eighty-two percent. Woman Moy eighty-one. Marts eighty-one percent. Um, you know, so in the eighties overall, the team's passing percentage was seventy-six um, percent. But um, but the range though, the range that BD had, for example, was yeah. really high. You know, it was a real wide range. Um, 87% on long range passes and so forth. Hi. 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 What are you doing, bud? I brought you the quiz. Uh, no, we're not doing a, we're not doing squid game quiz. No, we're not doing squid game. Okay. Emilio, dude, dude, Emilio. Okay. Can you sit? Can you sit? Can you see? Can you sit quietly? Okay. There you go. I, I can't answer squid game questions. Sorry, y'all. You know, this is what happens. School's out, y'all. This is what happens. School's out. So I get squid game questions. It doesn't make any sense. And he's eight. Okay. Emilio, dude, dude, I'm, I'm recording right now. So we need to give you can just chill it out for a few minutes. All right. Thank you. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, BD's, like, had, tw- had an 87% percentage on long-range passes. You know, um, you know, uh, Wati at 83% percentage on long range passes. You know, these are yeah. passes that are over like 25 yards. Okay. So yeah, the range definitely there, definitely strong. Um, and so forth. Uh, McCabe had six key passes. 
Yeah, again, not really Um, a surprise. No surprise. No surprise there, um, you know, at all. Shot creating actions, you know, um, that's wrong team. Wrong team there. Shot creating actions, you know, Kenny McCabe had nine shot creating actions uh, during the match. uh, And Beth Mead had five and so forth. Emilio, 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 I need you to be quiet. Okay, I'm recording. I'm recording, dude. Sit. No, I'm not taking a guess. (laughs) No guesses, man. Quiet, please. Quiet. I need you to be quiet, bud. Okay. All right. So, um, some key stats in this, though, is you know, uh, Arsenal did not dominate possession as they typically have done. you know, uh, but they had like 15 shots when only three on target. But going back to what you were talking about, Zinsberger, you know, she only had one save to make. And that yeah. was the important save, um, you know, and, and that was critical, you know, critical at the end uh, for there. I see that. Great. All right. Cool. Eliminated. <laughs> okay. Now you are okay. again. Okay. Uh, Emilio. Emilio. Oh, seriously, man. You need, need to chill. Okay. Um, so yeah, she made the save that she needed to make the one time she needed to make it solid, right? Completely yeah. solid. Um, there was another thing that I wanted to sh- wanted. Oh yes. On the defensive side. And again, we, we, people underestimate Arsenal's defense, but look at, listen to this stat. So we talked about how, you know, maybe that United gave them, gave, I, when I spoke to Mark, I said, I think Arsenal United gave Arsenal too much respect. Yeah. And as you said, they maybe were too nice and they're kind yeah. of saying the same thing. And so United had 30 tackles, right? Arsenal yeah. had uh, how many tackles they had? They got, they had 17. So United had 30 tackles and 17. But this is the thing Arsenal had 14 one tackles versus, versus, um, yeah, they won 14 out of 17 tackles. Yeah. United won 14 out of 30. Yeah, yeah, that says a lot. That's the difference to me. That's the difference on the defensive side. Is they they were Arsenal successful in their tackles. Um, they were strategic in them, um, and so forth. They were very very good in terms of you know applying pressure. Beth Mead eight out of nineteen successive pressures. You know, um, or at seven out of fourteen out of successful pressures. Yeah. Um, you know, just really strong on the defensive side, and, and and that back line. You know, even without, I mean, Lee Williamson's great center back, world class center back. Yeah. She's got great offensive skills and defensive skills, and so forth. She will be missed, obviously. But yeah. you know, the players he had back there, though, um, you know, just you know, they can play it out of the park too, and they did. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and so forth. So I think it, the the type of game that you, you that I think y'all are going to miss Lee Williamson the most is games like the Cup final coming up. Yeah, uh, you know it, it, it's games like that, but games against you know against the Uniteds of the world and the the teams that are in the second tier and below, uh, you may not miss her as much given the type yeah. of quality that's on the bench and so forth. Who was your player of the match for for Arsenal this, this one? Uh, Kitty McKeever. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. doesn't really no. surprise anybody because I mean, nope. she, again, offensively, defensively, yeah, you know, she can do it. She can do everything, really. Um, so, yeah, no, it was it, it was good. Um, obviously, she scored a penalty as well. But mm-hmm. Arsenal were actually, you know, they nullified Manchester United's main threat, which is, I want to butcher her name because this is the hardest name to pronounce in the WSL, but 
uh, una batalla or batalla or it's it, it's such a hard name to say. Um, yes. So yeah. So una batalla. So Manchester United, you know, in the Continental Cup game against uh, Manchester City, mm-hmm. like that was their main outlet down that side, and I yep. thought that Arsenal overloaded her and didn't let her go forward at all. And Kaylee yeah. McCabe was the main reason for that. So, yeah, I thought I thought McCabe was excellent. I mean, she has been consistent as ever again this season. She was my player of the year last season. I think she was every Arsenal fans on whatever player of the season last season. So, yeah, um, yeah, she 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 deserved it again. Again, she can sort of mix and match in terms of, you know, she can play left back, she can play left midfield, and she's even been playing centre midfield this year. So. Um, yeah, I thought again on Sunday she was very, very good. Her penalty sums her up the confidence to to hit mm-hmm. that high and into the net. And yeah, just a, just a really, really good performance. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, um, and so forth. So, having a little bit of technical difficulties at this point, so we got to keep it rolling, um, and so forth. So, McCabe, it's your player of the match, and so forth. I would agree with that. Um, a nine shot creating actions. I mean, just creating all sorts of things and getting the getting the penalty, getting the foul, you know, all that stuff. You know, just strong stuff and so forth. So I don't want to. I'm gonna. I think to close out, we want to tease a little bit of you know, this FA Cup final in preparation for next week when we talk about it in greater detail. But to you, what is the biggest storyline? What's the biggest backstory in terms of when you look at this FA Cup? What does it mean? What's the backstory? What's the key storyline going into that for you? From an Arsenal? I think it's obviously Arsenal. I think it's Arsenal obviously being the record holders of it. Another chance to to add to a collection. Um, I know other trophy. Um, I think it's obviously the biggest storyline is Jonas winning his first trophy, mm-hmm. um, which obviously I hope mm-hmm. happens. Um, so yeah, I think obviously if Jonas wins the trophy, then you know his very first final with the club. Yeah, I think that's the the big story from it, and I think it's obviously because you know it's going to be another record for Arsenal, fifteen FA Cups if they win it. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. And but yeah, I think uh, the big story is you know Jonas first final. First chance for silverware, um, and Arsenal haven't been in the FA Cup final for quite a few years as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a obviously a big talking point. But yeah, really, really excited for it. But mm-hmm. but to answer your question, yeah, it's, it's all about Jonas and um, his white tracksuit going to win a going to win a trophy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, since the change of season, he's gone with all, you know all black, which is cool. I mean, I like the all black look and everything else. But you know, when the sun was out, it was bright. You know, his blonde hair and his white tracksuit. I mean, it was great. Um, so yeah, a lot to talk about there, including fashion choices. Um, so uh, going forward, I yeah, I mean, it's. We talked about when the season started. We were making predictions, and, and predictions always are what they are. Yeah. Um, but we, we we predicted that you know I, I didn't think that Chelsea was just going to win every single trophy uh, in England and in, 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 you know and so forth. I thought Arsenal was going to win one trophy, and here we are. 
yeah. winning, looking at one trophy. Yeah, it's a carryover trophy. It's a wraparound trophy. But it's going to be, you know, if they win, he's going to be there. <laughs> you know, he's going to be the manager. Yeah. the same way that Gareth was the manager when City won the FA Cup last year. Um, yeah. You know, he was the manager. So he's going to get credit for that. Um, so, um, so there you go. I mean, this is his first chance to the trophy with Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal have a massive collection. I mean, I know fans, yeah. uh, uh, soccer fans, who, football fans who don't know anything about English women's football, but they yeah. know Arsenal women's, yeah, success. You know, trophy yeah. hall. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, I hear people tell me it's like Arsenal's. You know, as far as historically the best women's team in England, like yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> you know, by far. Um, you know, with all the FA Cups they got, and this is just another one to add to the collection, and um, and just sort of the the historical framework um, there is is so, uh, you know, there's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, this is you know this is the first opportunity to not yeah. the last. Obviously, we have another FA Cup coming, and we have the Conti Cup situation. Yeah, uh, you know that's coming up later. Other opportunities, um, but you know you can't you know you can't sneeze at a final. Um, and, no, absolutely not. Um, how big of it do you think though? Is it that Arsenal won that first matchup early in the season? How big is that? I don't think it is big at all. Um, okay. And I think, you know, every game's different game. Every game every game's different and but you know, Chelsea will be stronger this time. You know, you'd expect Fran Kirby, Sam Kerr to start, um, at Wembley. Um so look, they didn't start the first day of the season. So they probably they went up to scratch fitness wise. So yep. yeah, look, they've they've been on fire and, and Chelsea have sorta, of, you know I I don't think Chelsea have been as good as they were last season, but look, they're an amazing side, and they're second in the league by only one point behind us, so, um, yeah, they're a great, great team, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think it has any relevance, that opening day winning, I just think it's another game, mm-hmm. and Arsenal have to be at their best to, to get anything from it, I mean, we'll see what happens in the final, it's going to be a very, very tough game, we all know that, um, but yeah, I'm sort of very cliche, and very boring, uh, when I say, yeah, look, it's one game at a time and every game is different. So Arsenal have to go and do their job, have to be concentrated for 90 minutes or they get punished. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, obviously really, really looking forward to it. It's a big test, a uh, big test for, for Jonas again as well. So, um, yeah, I don't think that opening day of the season has really any bearing on it. But, yeah, it's certainly a game that I'm really, really excited for. Yeah. Somewhere I think that... Um... Emma Hayes is probably sitting in her office and probably playing tapes of Jonas at a ball celebrating during yeah. that match. <laughs> yeah. She'd probably show it to her players or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm joking. I don't know. Maybe I am not. Maybe she is really doing that. I'm not sure. Probably not. Uh, I would do something crazy like that. Um, but uh, but my point is, is that, you know, um, you know, yeah, it is a different game, entirely different. Um, you know, the players that are available for Chelsea, Chelsea's actually coming more into form. They have not been as good overall. Obviously, we the, the results actually show it. Um, but yeah, they're definitely going to throw out all L weapons they have available. Oh. Um, you know, and because it is a cup final. So you throw out all your weapons and yeah. throw it and and, uh, you know, so. 
Um, so it is a, you know, it is a different game. I was thinking more along the lines from a confidence perspective that, yeah. you know, you know, um, you know, the, again, going back to that mentality piece is a different mentality. And I think that yeah. started that mentality to me. Um, so that's kind of what I was kind of thinking, but, um, you know, we'll see it's a different stage, you know, different stage, uh, Wembley, the whole nine yards, um, and so forth. So, um, so it's, um, looking forward, looking forward to you and Rob, you know, getting together and talking about that next week. Yeah. Uh, so, forth. so as we wrap up, Josh, again, Josh, thank you so much, uh, for coming on no worries. No as worries. always perfect stuff. Uh, everything else. Look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, y'all out there. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We have Kate coming on, um, for man with Manchester city later on this week. Um, and so forth. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Remember like subscribe, share, like subscribe, share five-star reviews, everything else, uh, and so forth. And I know I'm not going to heaven. I don't have a white glowing light behind me. Um, and so forth, not happening today. So, but take care, everybody have a great holiday. We'll catch you later on the week. Uh, and, and uh, have a great time. Good luck, everyone.